You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Books review of Worlds Collide and Royal Rumble 2020 for WWE. I am Ryan Nightsey, and with me is my co-host Mikey Manfredi. Mikey, how are you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing great. I can't wait to review this. I, I this Royal Rumble was actually not disappointing. I expected to go in with no expectations and still be disappointed. Yeah, uh, right before the Royal Rumble started, he, Mikey, you texted me out of fear. Uh, I did. <laughs> I'm I'm trying I'm trying to pull it up to see if I can find it again. You said it was a great start for the podcast. You said I'm worried to watch the Royal Rumble later or tomorrow morning. Whatever I end up deciding. Two reasons: I've watched so much awesome wrestling these past three weeks for Indy 500. Shouts out to Mikey's Indy 500. You can listen to that every week on Saturdays. That uh, oh, yeah. that nothing WWE can do will stack up probably, especially after I watch Devlin and Star kick the shit out of each other. Two, what if Roman Reigns wins the Rumble and we get Brock versus Roman at Mania again? I don't know what I'll do with myself. This is before the <laughs> Rumble started at like was it six forty five? This so was like fifteen minutes before the Rumble started. Fifteen minutes. We're still in the pre-show and we're you know we're getting prepping our minds and bodies. Mikey's freaking out about what the Royal Rumble has in store. Uh, and it turned out to be. Uh... I was at work, so I had to. Wa- I couldn't watch it live, unfortunately, which sucks. Oh, but you stayed up all night because because later in the show, I texted you, Mikey. Promise me you don't go on Twitter. This is not a Royal Rumble that you need to. This is a Royal Rumble that, honestly, you have. To... I mean, it's still goosebump inducing after the fact, but watching it live, it's one of those shows where watching the Royal Rumble pay per view live is definitely worth it. And that's why I was like, Mikey, to get the best live experience, do not go on Twitter. You have to watch this without knowing anything. Because, oh boy, there is a lot of stuff that happened on these shows. Mikey, exciting stuff ahead. Let's get into the review. Let's start off, of course, of NXT's, uh, I guess NXT, NXT UK. I don't really know how you define it. Worlds Collide pay-per-view. Of course, there was no takeover this weekend, unlike usual. Um, And instead, we got... Worlds Collide, the brands NXT, NXT UK, and Asterix 205 Live uh, feuded against each other, uh, and Worlds Collided, I guess you could say. Uh, Mikey, Worlds were collided. Mikey, uh, you, you, didn't catch a, you didn't get a chance to see this pay-per-view, correct? I did not. Uh, I was at work yesterday, and whenever it was on, I just didn't get a chance to watch it. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, well, I did watch it. 
Uh, I watched all of the matches here, and I, I'm going to sit down with you, Mikey, and let me give you some quick highlights real quickly. Uh, we'll go through World's Collide very quickly, so I was going to not go through th- too many things. Start off, we'll just start off with the pre-show here, Mikey. We'll go Kay- Kaylee Ray, uh, the NXT UK Women's Champion. Kaylee Ray defeated mm-hmm. Mia Yim. Um, I thought that it was on the pre-show, so it was nothing too special. I gave this match two and three quarters meatballs. Uh, I thought it was a fine match, Mikey. You know, uh, I, I, I'm learning that I'm not like a huge fan of Mia Yim for some reason, and I don't know what it is. Probably because she calls herself the head patty in charge, but every time she's in a match, she loses. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. That it, that does sound like something I would not like. Someone being like, "I'm the head, I'm the HBIC," and then lose. I, I've seen a I'm lot of charge, Mia Yim losses. But I never really win matches. I've seen a lot of Mia Yim losses. I, I, that is true. But yeah, Kaylee Ray, Ray picks up the victory. Thinking back on it, I honestly can't remember too much about this match. Um, but you know, I gave it two and a three quarter star, so uh, decent enough. Uh, Mikey, I'm going to do the semi-main first, and then the rest of the card, and then we'll go down to the main event. Does that sound good? That's good. You know, start off with a little little action, and then we'll end with some more action. Um, yeah. the, the semi-main for this show was Rhea Ripley defeating Tony Storm for to retain the NXT Championship. I guess no longer the no longer the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, in ten minute, a ten minute match here, Rhea Ripley defeating Tony Storm. Uh, this is what the fourth match together, third or fourth match they've had together. They feuded over the NXT UK Championship last year. Uh, Mikey, thoughts on I guess on this just outcome? I guess. Um, I think it was the right choice. Rhea Ripley just basically just got the title like a month ago, so I think she needs a little more of a run with it. Um, I, although I do love Tony Storm, so that's a little bit upsetting to see her lose, but. Uh, it's a big win for Ripley for sure. I thought it was a fine match, Mikey. I, I again gave this match two and three quarter stars as well. I thought it was a fine match, well wrestled for the most part, very you know technically based for the most part. But I thought the ending sucked. And let's the ending. Let me describe to you the ending. You, so you know you know Tony Storm. You know yep. you know what would you, what would you define her wrestling style as? Very grappler, grapple heavy. Yeah, she grapple heavy, technical, technical yeah. high flyer. Um, I wouldn't say high flyer, but she's definitely grap- like a grappler, technical wrestler. All right, well, then let me talk to you about this match, Mikey. During the mid- near the ending stretch or so, Tony goes for um, Storm Zero, goes for her finisher, right? Doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't get it. She she. It's not that she doesn't hit it. Well, she doesn't hit it. She doesn't even get the move. The move doesn't happen, right? Then okay. then some other things happen or whatever. Then Storm gets the opportunity to go for the victory. Instead, she climbs up to the top rope, goes for a frog splash, misses, whiffs it. Uh, then Ripley picks her up and hits the Riptide and wins. That was the ending. When does Tony Storm do frog splashes ever? It, not just as a frog splash. It, when does it, Tony Storm do... That's weird. It, Mikey... It was an ugly ass frog splash too. Like it was. Oh yikes! It just it looked like someone that has never really took a dive. Like you, it looked like someone that doesn't use that move regularly. <laughs> That's what that Isn't frog that splash looked like. Um, and then yeah, and then Rhea Ripley gets the win with the Riptide ten minute match. It felt like this match should have been gone for a little bit longer or something, but I don't know because it also was kind of boring. Not really boring. I was just didn't get to me get me too excited for it. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, Tony never hit her finisher once, only went for it once. I thought it was kind of a shitty ending. Uh, but definitely, I, I, if I look back on their series of matches, it's definitely the worst in their series. Because I vaguely remember their series of matches being fairly good. Um, and yeah, this one was just kind of, I guess for the most part, it was disappointing, especially the ending. Mm-hmm. All right, moving back up to the card, to the show opener between Finn Balor defeating Ila, Dr- well, how do, oh, God, how do I spell it? Pronounce it. Ilya Dragunov. Ilya Dragunov. Ilya? Uh, Ilya, thank you. Ilya Dragunov. There we go. 13 minutes and 10 seconds in just a one-on-one singles match. Uh, again, yeah, Finn Balor getting the victory here, Mikey. I thought the match was good. Um, they wrestled. It, all right, so the match itself was good here. And, of course, Mikey, you didn't see it, so let me describe it to you. The match itself was good. You know, Finn Balor is playing the experienced heel wrestler you know, that's against the fiery Russian baby face. Um, the problem is, is that people don't care about NXT UK that much, right? I mean, yeah, do you, do you, yeah. do, I mean, do you watch NXT UK or have any, no, I don't. Do you no, have I any don't. idea what's happening in NXT UK? Nope. Um, yeah, it's just like, not, not really much is happening there. Uh, and, uh, Ilya is a baby face, um, as to my knowledge, uh, is a babyface in NXT UK as he was playing the face in this match. But you know the problem is is that like you have an unknown guy who is also supposed to be the face against a very popular heel Finn Balor who just recently mm-hmm. turned heel. So there's still people cheering for him. Uh, let alone the fact that Ilya is also Russian and came out to like Russian music. It was like Stepin and and uh, you know had the whole red eyes and everything. He got booed. Like he got booed. I think there was USA chants that were happening as well during the match, um, which also was funny because Balor's Irish. Um, you know, it, it, it's just it wasn't any other promotion. I think these wrestlers would have heard the crowd and been like, "Ah, crap! Let's change it up a little bit. Let's have Ilya be a little bit more heelish." Uh, but mm-hmm. no, they stuck with the choreography. Uh, they stuck to the plan, and they stayed yeah. the course. I think it would have been better if they if the crowd knew or cared about anyone from NXT UK or if this even was built better. Um, but, you know, you know, Finn mm-hmm. Balor just gets the victory. Fine match. There was a couple nice hard-hitting spots. There was a point where Ilya was uh, down by the ropes and Finn Balor using the ropes as leverage kind of, just like jumping up and stomping on Ilya's neck over and over and over and Yikes. over and over. It was just, oh, my God, this guy. Very hard-hitting action, um, but Finn Balor gets the victory. I gave it three stars, three meatballs. Cool. Um, yeah, just backwards emotion-wise, I guess you could say, would be the large thing. Yeah, d- d- wh- how do you feel about NXT UK as a brand, Mikey? Do you have any feelings for it, or do you like what? What do you? What, how do you feel about them existence? I'm glad. I'm. I am glad they exist. I don't really get a chance to watch them really ever because I never really know when they're on. They're always on like a weird time in the afternoon when I'm like doing something. When, but uh, I when do. When is I do, NXT UK? I think they're Thursdays, maybe. I, I don't know, but I do enjoy the fact that it exists because it gives the UK fans something to cheer about, and I like the I like the inclusivity. That's fair. That, that's a that's a fair thought. But I think they're on a Thursdays, maybe Wednesday. I I thought for a while there were Wednesdays before NXT. But maybe they're NXT. Maybe, I don't know. I don't remember anymore. <laughs> now I'm really confused. 
it also kind of gives a home to a lot of uh, superstars who would be on NXT who probably wouldn't be getting used much. So I think that's nice. As that's well. fair. That's fair. Uh, moving down the card, we have the NXT Cruiserweight Championship Fatal 4-Way between Jordan Devlin, Angel Garza, who was a champion, Isaiah Swerve Scott, and Travis Banks. Um, Mikey, the winner here was Jordan Devlin of NXT UK, which means the Cruiserweight title is moving to the UK with the Irish ace Jordan Devlin. Uh, any thoughts nice. on that? Any thoughts on that, Mikey? The Cruiserweight Championship moving over to be sort of a mid-card title in the UK. Uh, not gonna lie, watching the Cruiserweight Championship go to Jordan Devlin after I just watched his like his t- probably two biggest matches is kind of wild. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it, you watched what was it? Jordan Devlin Walter and Jordan Devlin Star, right? Or I watched Jordan Devlin Star twice. <laughs> oh yeah, because he watched Homecoming and then Fifth Year, uh, Fifth Year Anniversary. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, after I, I assume we got a little bit more at Mikey's Indy Five Hundred, which you can of course listen to this podcast feeding here every Saturday. I know that's two plugs. Uh, Both of those matches were incredible, by the way. Please go watch them. How do you feel as Jordan Devlin as a wrestler? Uh, he's great. He is absolutely insane. Uh, the, the stuff he can do is nuts. Yeah, I, I'm very. I was very happy with this match. The best part about this match is Jordan Devlin's reaction to him winning, him mm-hmm. getting the victory, and then him jumping up and cheering and crying for joy. Like it, it felt. It was like felt like such an emotional moment that I was like, oh man, this is just feels good. This feel. This is just a feel good win. It feels like, and I I love when wrestlers pop to their own victories. You know, like yeah. so. There's, we'll get to. I think we'll get to that a little later when we hit the Royal Rumble review. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, but, yeah, I'm just a big fan of when wrestlers, like, pop for their own wins or pop for themselves. And there's like, man, this is oh, – man, I'm awesome. Uh, just, I thought... pop, just, pop, just people popping off in general is great. Like, I just I just watched a rerun of um, the finals of a Smash tournament that happened last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the guy who won popped off really hard, and I was like, yeah, you get it. You just beat one of the best Smash players in the universe, in the, in the world. You get it. He's literally, like, ranked, like, the guy he beat was literally ranked number one. Wow. Yeah. Wow. MK Leo, my dude. MK Leo lost to Mars at uh, Genesis 7. Or I should say Mars beat MK Leo. I don't want to take anything away from Mars because he was awesome. Anyway, this isn't a Smash Bros. podcast. Uh, uh, I got no transition, but uh, Jordan Devlin gave the win. Um, I thought it was a really solid match. Pretty great match. Uh, so, you know, um, remember early SmackDown? And by early SmackDown, I mean 2016 SmackDown, post-draft SmackDown? Yeah. Do you remember some of those multi-man, like, triple threat Fatal 4-Way matches they had? Where it was, like, it felt like there was no, like, one-on-one spots. It was just, like, fluid constantly. Mm-hmm. This match served the same way. It was, you know, four guys that it felt like there were constantly fighting each other, multi-man moves on each other. It felt like everyone was in the fray at the same time. Um, it, it just it, it was very fluid, um, like those early uh, multi-man post-draft SmackDown matches. Um, so cool. it, it's definitely a match I would check out. Um, it wasn't the best match on the card. I mean, this is like three and, a, three, and three quarters meatballs. Um, but it was definitely like exceeded all expectations for me. I was like, this was solid. This was really good and really strong. Um, so I would definitely, that's the one I would recommend, honestly, to go check out. Cool. Moving right along, we have DIY reuniting Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa 
uh, taking on Mustache Mountain, Trent Seven, and Tyler Bate. DIY ended up getting the victory here, Mikey. Uh, how do you feel about the re- reunion of DIY? I'm glad they're back. I, I, I like them as a team. I'm glad they're back. Yeah, this was best match of the card for, for Meatballs. Pretty great match. Lots of hard-hitting, lots of innovative things. So, so like, um, I forget what Tyler Bates' top rope move is. You know that move? He, like, he, he goes up to the top rope and then, like, spins a couple times and lands on him. Mm-hmm. I forget what that's called. But there was, there was a – so Trent Seven was, like, holding Ciampa down while Tyler Bates went to the top rope to do that move. As Tyler mm-hmm. Bates jumped off, Tommaso Ciampa pulled Trent Seven on top of him, so the move landed on Trent Seven, and Ciampa got the pin. Roll, sorry, not the pin, but rolled up Trent Seven immediately. Tyler Bate went to celebrate, being like, "Yeah, we got the win." And then he turns around, and he's like, "Oh, Tommaso Ciampa's pinning my partner," and it kicks him out. You know, and Ooh. yeah, it was like the really innovative moments like that. Um, I, I just thought that was a great moment on in of itself. Um, uh, I gave, I, I should have, maybe people should have said, like, I gave this more stars or should have given it more stars or whatever, but the, the mustache mountain finisher is like a burning hammer, um, mm-hmm. which is my favorite wrestling move of all time because it's killer. It, it looks like death. Um, and DIY, I don't remember if it was both members or just Champa kicked out of two burning hammers, one of which was a double burning hammer. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, don't do it. I don't never kick out of the burning hammer. It's the burning hammer. It's like the it's death. It is actual death. Don't just don't kick out of it. Uh, but it's like how the Canadian destroyers got nerfed. Yeah, uh, and I mean that. And Everyone's that was, doing Canadian destroyers nowadays. And that was some one thing that uh, I, I think remember the originator of the Canadian destroyer, P.D. Williams, said uh, on Twitter during the cruiserweight championship match when Travis Banks hits a Canadian destroyer on Devlin, I think. He's like, sorry guys, it had no. I didn't mean for that move to become a transition spot. He's like, it, it's supposed to be a finisher. Now everyone's just being like, oh, this is what we're gonna do to transition into the next segment of the match. Um, Yikes! To pop the crowd huge. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, maybe it's WB nerfing it. Maybe it's, I don't know what, but it's you know, Burning Hammer Canadian Destroyers. It those the moves that looks like death should be treated like death, and when they're just like transitions and whatever, they're kind of devalues it to a certain extent but anyways moving into the main event it was imperium taking on undisputed era in an eight-man tag team dream match imperium ended up getting the victory mikey and what was very interesting about this match i gave it three and three quarter stars what was very interesting about this match is it was a 30-minute match and i want to say maybe like three four five minutes into the match uh alexander wolf uh, is getting kicked by, I want to say, Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish. Uh, Alexander Wolf. I'm not sure if you've seen this clip on Twitter or not, Mikey, but Alexander Wolf tucks his head a little bit, tucks his chin a little bit too hard, too low. Bobby Fish hits a high knee, hit just literally, not high knee, high kick, kicks him straight in the face. Uh, Wolf nice. Wolf goes down, is gets knocked out legitimately. Uh, they pretty much largely stop the match. Uh, and then... From them on, again, you know, for the next 25 or so minutes, it was pretty much a four-on-three handicap match. Jesus. Yeah. Um, scary stuff that happened. Glad the ref, you know, saw noticed what happened and, and got Wolf out of the match immediately. It did obviously hurt 
moments in the match they were able to pick up for the most part but obviously there were some parts where they were like okay this is a closing stretch uh wolf was supposed to be here how are we gonna do how are we gonna transition it how are we gonna do this on the fly and there was obvious moments where like that was an issue um but for the most part they were able to you know get work around it um and you know bring a uh three and three quarters match uh i you know it could easily have been probably like a four plus match star match but with the wolf injury and sort of hurting the match itself lowered it for me uh still match to go watch there's the great moment of all seven guys at that point in the ring undisputed era being like come on and like imperium like staring down also saying come on and like walter puts his two arms around eichner and bartell and just be like let's do it (laughs) it's just like it's just like such a cool visual that i loved walter doing He's like, these are my brothers, and we're going to go to war. Like this I is, we're gonna do it, brothers. Uh, and I just loved it. I just loved that moment. I thought it was a great visual. Uh, I thought it, a little bit. Walter ended up getting the pin. I think on Bobby Fish, ironically enough. Um, so I think they did this match. Did a fairly decent job of redeeming Walter after Survivor Series, but uh, you know, Survivor Series was still. Um, uh, hurtful <laughs> yeah for lack of a better term but yes that was worlds collide uh is it a pay-per-view that you should go watch immediately no there, there you know there's some stuff that's fairly good in there um maybe some pick and choose matches i would definitely recommend you know imperium versus undisputed era the cruiserweight four-way and the um maybe the tag team match i think the tag team match is fine though of DIY Mustache Mountain. So it's not something you should watch immediately and get out of your way to go see, but it's definitely like, uh, you know, check it out at some point. If you have some, if you have free time, I would say go check it out. Why not? Okay, cool. Yeah. Well then Mikey, uh, with that out of the way, let's get into the Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble 2020. Uh, Big night, big night, Mikey. What are your thoughts on that pay-per-view from the start? Uh, I love the Royal Rumble. We've no matter how disappointed I may end up being sometimes with WWE, I'm always excited for the Rumble. Always, always, always. Yeah, it always feels like the Rumble. As many <laughs> times that WWE disappoints its audience, it always feels like the Rumble makes up for so much, right? It's like it's like it's like Royal Rumble and Mania. I will always watch no matter what. <laughs> yeah, I, Royal Rumble. And I, I did a fun thing with my girlfriend this year, and I'm not sure if it was fun per se, but we, I, my favorite thing with Royal Rumble watching with people is gamifying it and you know doing some betting and stuff. Um, yeah, like we used to do. We had the we used to have the the sheets. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, we were like we're guessing who the surprise people are. We're guessing who wins and everything. My girlfriend and I did the fun game this year of uh, fun game being ah oh, geez uh, where. Uh, in the single matches, the championship matches, we one person would pick, you know, let's say for the pre-show, Sheamus versus Shorty G. Uh, I would mm-hmm. pick Sheamus, she would pick Shorty G, and the loser would have to do either ten push-ups or ten sit-ups. Yikes! We did that for That's all the we did that for all of the matches, and then for the Royal Rumbles themselves, we had a list of super or past surprise potential surprises. Um, we picked three. If any one of those people showed up, the other person had to do 20, 20 push-ups or sit-ups. Um, it seems like this was that that was a little swayed swayed to you unfairly. I feel like we'll get to it, Mikey. <laughs> we'll get to it. Um, 
And then, of course, the if you can call the winner of the Royal Rumble, you have to do tw- the other person has to do twenty um, pushes or sit-ups as well. So we got fit while watching the Royal Rumble. I felt good. I felt like a part of it. I was, you know, and I always like doing things like that, Mikey, because doing that, uh, doing those sort of stupid little things, allow me to be hyped for like being like on the couch, being like, "Come on, Lacey Evans, win this one for me." <laughs> for matches that are usually like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, let's. Like- like Sheamus versus Shorty G, which I assume was probably mediocre at best. Yeah, well, I didn't, I didn't watch the pre-show because, eh. Well, then we'll just get to that first. I watched only one match in the pre-show, so just quickly talk about that. Sheamus, Shorty G, two, 12-minute match. I gave it two meatballs. Sheamus getting the victory. Uh, this match was kind of a disappointment. Um, Shorty G is just a ridiculous name coming out there. On the pre-show? Who would have thunk? Uh, uh, Voices of Wrestling, a podcast I listen to, Mikey, a podcast that everyone should be able to listen to. Uh, what happened? Why am I plugging them? They're, we're not, what am I doing? Uh, Shorty G, they said the Shorty G looks like Bart Simpson. I'm like, perfect. Uh, I love, though, however, the Shorty G, uh, I do have to say, Shorty G wore those, uh, the Laker colors, which obviously was big appreciation on that end. Um, yeah. Uh, Sheamus, uh, looked good, looked like old Sheamus, um, but the problem was, for me, that he looks like old Sheamus, he didn't do anything new, I would have loved for Sheamus to do, uh, some sort of new finisher, but that- I like, have, like, a new moveset of some sort. Yeah, mix it up a little bit. He was just maybe a little bit more aggressive because he was the heel, but besides that, his moveset feel- felt largely the same- uh, which made it sort of a disappointment. If he just had a new finisher, I would have been like, yeah, there we go. He hits the bro kick, and then he you know, goes for the pin, but then he's like, nope, not going to do it. Not going to, you know, he pulls Shorty G's shoulders up himself and then does a new finisher. Like, yeah, that would have gotten, like, another quarter star for me or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, that, and that was just a disappointment, honestly, for that end. Um, but, yeah, you know, that's, that's them's the breaks. Uh, next up, uh, another pre-show match. Neither of us watched, so we're not going to really preview it or review it itself. Andrade defeated Humberto Carrillo for the United I'm States I'm going to assume that match was fine. Or good. It was fine to good because it was Andrade and Carrillo who were both great. So Yeah, I'm sur- honestly, I'm surprised that Andrade won it. Um, you know, they've been building up Humberto and with the whole Andrade Mysterio, Andrade Ricochet, and then Andrade Humberto. It felt like Humberto was finally going to get the United States Championship victory here, um, and he didn't, which honestly I was very surprised with. But alas, you know, maybe they have big plans for Andrade WrestleMania match. Um, maybe. You know, maybe it's – maybe ooh, maybe what if the United States Championship is the, is the eight-man ladder match? We got Andrade, Mysterio, Ricochet, Humberto, um, uh, Zack Ryder. I don't know. Uh, just throwing four of the guys. <laughs> uh, something else. I like happened. it. Yeah, so maybe that. that could be cool. Maybe that's something. That could be cool. Uh, Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Buddy, Buddy Murphy. Ooh, Buddy Murphy. Maybe. Um, yeah. So that was that United States Championship match. But let's get into it. Uh, we'll do the same thing here, Mikey. Where we'll talk the semi-main and then we'll go through the rest of the card so the semi-main on this show was becky lynch defeating oscar by submission to retain the raw women's championship in 16 minutes 25 seconds uh mikey i talked a whole lot about worlds collide what were your thoughts let's hear it about becky defeating oscar um i think it needed to happen i think it's good for the becky redemption arc where she was like i didn't beat oscar yet after she beat me i needed to get that win to make myself feel better about being the champion, and I'm—I I think her getting the win was correct. I thought it was a good call. Um, 
clearly by who who won the Rumble. They have some interesting plans for Mania. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get to that though. Uh yeah, I thought it was correct. I th- I thought the match was good. The match was great. Uh, they were both they both put on a hell of a show. Uh, and took some. There was a big. There was some big spots. There was like a suplex to the outside, which got me really good. Oh my god! Oscar just took fl- a straight up face plant. Front facing like, suplex to the outside from Whoa. the ring apron. Oh my god! That looked like it hurt. I and I I do, I do like the ending. Um, when Becky kicked the green mist out of the green mist out of Oscar's mouth. Oh yeah, that that was a great moment. That was a great. Mm. Uh, my girlfriend was like, "Where did the mist come from?" I was like, "Uh, Japanese magic, I guess." <laughs> I was like, "I don't know." Uh, she learned from the great Muta. I don't know. Tajiri. Asuka, Asuka could just produce it now, like in her mouth yeah. as the match goes on. It just like slowly builds up. Yeah, it's it's, it's just excess phlegm. Um, <laughs> no, I thought this match was great. Uh, I, I thought it was pretty, really solid. Um, Maybe, you know, in terms of match matches, probably the match of the night, honestly. Uh, yeah, you know, I would say that. I, not, in, not including the Rumbles because they're, you know, themselves were no, like, like yeah, actual in terms matches. Of one-on-one matches I, in terms of like one on one matches, I agree. It was definitely the match of the night. Yeah, in my opinion, match of the night. I, I thought it was a great showing with Asuka. Again, I agree with you. I think Becky Lynch was the right choice. Uh, I, I would have liked Asuka to get the victory only because I liked the idea of like, you know, you know, like the long-term story of like Asuka always having Becky Lynch's number. And to my mm-hmm. knowledge, you know, even that storyline that they did, which was Asuka having Becky Lynch's number, it was, I think, twice that that happened last year at Royal Rumble and a couple months ago, like a month ago or something. Yeah. Um. So I just wished it was something more, you know, they just kept going with it. But of course, if Asuka and Kairi Sane being the women's tag team champions, you know, they can't do mm-hmm. that. You know, we have WrestleMania around the corner, so we're going to have a women's tag team title match. Um, yeah. Which, I my guess right now, if I had to think and look forward, probably be, I would say, versus the Iconics in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, Iconics were missing this pay-per-view uh, uh, again. Um, uh, probably, presumably still at home, or you know, presumably still working out things with Australia, with their home country and everything that's going down there. Um, so I, I would love, honestly, for that match to be a, uh, Asuka, Kairi Sane versus the Iconics and the Iconics pulling up the victory there. I feel like that'd be a great feel good moment. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Granted, the Iconics also won the titles at WrestleMania last year. So who the hell knows? Uh, yeah. Had that didn't last very long. Yeah. But, uh, Becky Lynch, uh, wins it, goes on more matches at WrestleMania. We'll talk about that WrestleMania match coming up. Mikey, let's get into another match, which was Roman Reigns defeating King Corbin. That's right. King Corbin in a falls count anywhere match that lasted 21 minutes and 20 seconds. Mikey thoughts in this match. I was sports entertained. It was fine. It wasn't bad. It was good for a false cut anywhere match. You know, I the one thing I hated throughout the entire Rumble, though, was Michael Cole constantly trying to make baseball references that felt really forced and terrible. Yeah. But hey, <laughs> that's just Cole, I guess. Um, but yeah, if for a false cut anywhere match, it was good. We had a nice uh, little interference spot with the Usos, Ziggler, and Rude. Uh, yeah, it, just, it was good. No, no, no complaints here. I thought it was a fine, fine match. Uh, I I didn't really like the match that as much as it sounds like you liked it. Uh, I thought it was fine. 
like I think it was I didn't think it was like five meatball it was just like it was decent there was a lot of there was a lot of uh moving around from place to place which was kind of weird but like otherwise it was fine yeah it was a walk-in brawl and you know it's a walk-in brawl yeah. king corbin baseball references all these things i was just whatever i thought the match could have been cut down in time we're talking 21 minutes jesus make it 15 why are we watching 21 minutes of king corbin also my other complaint because i have to walk around that entire stadium ryan maybe that's fair okay. maybe that's why it took Big so long stadium. um yeah, uh, yeah, 21 minutes. That's so long. Pick up the pace. Cut one of the spots out or something. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was... There was a point in it where, you know, this is Roman Reigns, King Corbin. Then, of course, Rude and Ziggler came out and attacked Roman Reigns. Then the Usos made the save for Roman. But then for, like, the next couple of minutes, we the camera just stayed on the Usos and Rude and Ziggler. And my girlfriend's the one that pointed it out. She's like... What about the match? <laughs> like, what? oh yeah, I mean that was weird. I was like, what, what happened to the match? And it like, and I was like, I don't know. I guess it's not important anymore. <laughs> I guess this is more important. Uh, and then you know, obviously that went to one of the Usos jumping off and making a big dive to King Corbin making a surprise attack, the Roman Reigns making a surprise attack, just so that we can forget about them and see them again and be like, oh pops. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I thought it was a fine match. Uh, I forgot to say it. I gave three and a half meatballs to Becky Lynch and Asuka. Forgot to say that. Uh, yeah, that's and, about what I gave it. And two and a half to Roman Corbin. Yeah, I gave this. I gave this one three. I thought it was fine. Okay. Um, okay. Let's keep moving along, Mikey. Let's talk about the women's Royal Rumble match. Uh, winner gets a women's championship shot at WrestleMania. The winner, of course, was this has. One of the top three moments in the entire Rumble pay-per-view for me in it. Okay. I'd love to find out what that is. Let's go through it. Um, let's, you know, we'll go through the match itself, Mikey. I got all the entrance and eliminations and stuff through here. So, of course, starting off, Bliss, and I should say Mikey, uh, butt in, butt in whenever you want to. Um, okay. Uh, starting, off the, starting off the Royal Rumble, it was, of course, Bliss and Bianca Belair opening up the show. Um I Which they, I liked. I liked Bianca Belair getting in early. Yeah, I really liked that. I, and I thought Bianca, in the first half of the pay-per-view, the uh, first half of the Rumble itself, was a great uh, threat. You know, getting eight eliminations lasting 33 minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought she was really, really good. Really, really strong. Uh, I thought I really liked the first half of this Rumble. Um, it being uh, Bianca Belair uh, sizing over Bliss for a little bit. Number three, coming out, Mighty Molly Holly. Uh, I was very upset about Molly Holly returning uh, for this Rumble, uh, mainly because, you know, again, we're talking about the fitness exercise, fitness betting that my girlfriend and I did. Out of a list of a bunch of people, my girlfriend picked Molly Holly to show up, and she came in at number three, and I was upset. (laughs) That's really funny. Um, That's really funny. So immediately, I had to do 20 (laughs) sit-ups. Incredible. Number three. I was very upset about that. Uh, number four, Nikki Cross comes in. Of course, she comes in to help Alexa Bliss and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five, Lana comes out. She's coming out with the microphone. She's talking down everybody. She and, absolutely did not need to do that. It was so unnecessary. And she's getting she's getting heel heat, and that's what heels do. They get, walk in on the microphone and shit talk people. That's yeah. what heels do, baby. Uh, next up, uh, we picked it. We predicted correctly. Mikey Mercedes Martinez showed up in the Royal Rumble. Uh, yes, which that was, was cool. Which was a really nice surprise. Not no eliminations, 
um, and got it got eliminated uh, fairly quickly later down the line. Um, but it was a nice surprise to see Mercedes Martinez um, show up in the Rumble. Uh, next yeah. up was Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan, of course, she came in, immediately took a beeline to Lana, eliminated Lana, uh, and that caused a whole friction. Where Liv Morgan's like all happy and cheery. I think Mercedes Martinez tried to eliminate Liv Morgan or something. Liv Morgan ended up on the top. Liv Morgan ended up on the top rope somehow. Mm-hmm. And Lana pulled her off and to the element to and eliminated her. Yes, and it, that that caused a brawl on the outside. Uh, moving right along, Mandy. Is this storyline ever going to be over? No, uh, because the storyline's never going to end because these segments get the most YouTube uh, views. Also, also spoiler: we didn't see Rusev or Lashley in the men's rumble. Uh, before the rumble started, um, uh, Michael Cole said that there is a brawl in the locker room between the two, and they are no longer in the rumble. Incredible. Uh, they were no. They were like I think it was like they weren't medically cleared to be in the rumble or something. Um, uh, you know, which, okay. it's sure. <laughs> whatever you say, whatever you say, Cole. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, I, I'm not going to complain. I, I'll get to my non-complaints at the Renzo Rumble, but still here moving along. We got Mandy Rose popping up next. Um, you know, solid, solid entrance. Uh, then we have Candice LeRae making another appearance in the Rumble. Uh, then following up with Sonia Deville, of course, Fire and Desire now in, uh, in here, Mandy Rose almost gets eliminated, but luckily Otis. This is, this is it. This is it. This is top three, one of my favorite spots of the entire Rumble. Because of the way the shot was they, they this is the first this is like the first time I'm a, I'm saying good job on camera work, WWE, because that was awesome. Mandy Rose goes over the top rope in the wide shot and falls over and you're like, Oh, she's out. Oh, that sucks. And then it cuts to her on top of Otis. I died. I was laughing my ass off. I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. It was I was so I was good. like, yes. This rules. This is perfect. Hell yes, Otis. I was I popped for Otis. Like I saw like when it cut to that shot, I popped. I was like, this is great. The, it was great. It was honestly a great moment. I loved I just I just loved it. And then I loved like when Mandy Rose got back into the rumble, Otis is celebrating, rips his shirt off, and it's like, oh yeah, Otis, there we go. <laughs> there we go, buddy. Uh, moving right along, Kyrie Sane makes her entrance. She's coming in like Mary Poppins with that umbrella. Um, next up, Mia Yim. Mia Yim, coming off of Worlds Collide loss, makes her entrance into the Rumble as well. Her first ever appearance in the Rumble, I believe. Um, and following that was Dana Brooke. Uh, and then a returning Tamina uh, made a her entrance in the Rumble. Had a, f- a little quick one-on-one with uh, Bianca Belair, which was exciting. Then Belair eliminated Tamina in 39 seconds. Um, so good on Belair and, uh, Tamina, nice little su- surprise kind of pop and then feuding with Belair and, then, and, and, she and was she's out. out and that's it. He was in, in and out in the blink of an eye before anyone could boo her. Mm-hmm. Um, next up then we had Dakota Kai makes an appearance in the rumble. Nice for her. Uh, and then Chelsea green making another appearance uh, at this point in the rumble it got, everyone was starting to get eliminated very quickly and it came down to Alexa Bliss, Bianca Belair yet again. Uh, they want one-on-one for a little bit. Bianca Belair ends up eliminating Alexa Bliss. Empty arena. Empty ring. Not empty arena. Uh, half empty, at least. Uh, and then Bianca Belair has an empty ring. Clock's counting down. Who's up next? Number 17, Charlotte Flair. Um, that, that I was, I was saying that when Bianca was all alone, I was like... 
in my brain, I was like, all right, this next one is a very important entry. We got to see who this is. And then it being Charlotte Flair, I thought was perfect. Yeah, I thought actually, was, I thought it was perfect. Honestly, Charlotte Flair Bianca Belair is a feud I would love. I would love to see. Um, I thought it was a perfect that way we could see some one on one action between the two. Uh, it, it, I, I was saying the same thing. It, it, now that we have this moment where it's just Bianca Belair, the next person is going to be a bigger name. Yeah. Um, okay, I just want to take a quick rewind, real quick. I was not convinced that Otis couldn't catch Mandy and Sonya. That's all. Anyway, that's fair. There's there's no no shot he can't lift them both, right? Like, that look is... at that man. <laughs> That's fair though. Look I mean, at how I'm not gonna wide lie. That is. I'm not gonna lie. It's definitely there true. No shot. There was no shot. Otis couldn't just be like, "Oh, yep, yeah, gotcha, Sonya," and just have them both and just be like, "Here you go." That's that's Back fair. Back to the ring with you. I would love if that's the anyway. story. That's because we're doing a lot of like stuff between Otis, Mandy, and Sony Deville, which is like a weird, not really kind of love triangle thing. Um, where it, it it feels like we're sort of teasing a Mandy Rose Sony Deville breakup. Um, yeah, it does. So, uh, I, I challenge, baby. Otis, Mandy Rose. I would love though if that was the f- that was the fuel of the breakup. Was like Otis could have picked me up. He just didn't want to. Like it's Sony Deville saying that to Mandy Rose. Uh, I would yeah. love for that so much. Uh, yeah. So Charlotte Flair, she makes her appearance in the Rumble. Uh, she makes her entrance. Next up, a returning Naomi makes an appearance. Uh, enters the Royal yeah. Rumble. Rocking the fro. Loved it. Naomi was on oh, yeah, my great. Naomi was on my pick for surprise entrance, so that's twenty push-ups for my girlfriend. Uh, next nice. up was Beth Phoenix, uh, which I love to see Beth Phoenix entering the Rumble. Uh, we'll talk about Beth, her more Beth a little bit a, longer. Yeah, Beth took like a nasty, uh, nasty headshot on the the ring post. Oh yeah, during the match, Beth Phoenix uh, a little bit into her run. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Beth Phoenix was also on my list to, for surprise appearances, so that's a twenty sit-ups for my girlfriend. And then following Beth Phoenix nice. was Tony Storm, who was also on my list for surprise wow, appearances. You went three for three there. I went three for three, back you to back like- to back. <laughs> my girlfriend ended up had in in less than a couple of minutes, less than five minutes. My girlfriend had to go from doing zero to thirty push-ups, thirty sit-ups. I was like, bang, bang, baby. Um, uh, and so, yeah, I felt nice. I felt great about that. Um, yeah, let's talk about Beth Phoenix here. Uh, Beth Phoenix, during the match, uh, she's on the top rope. Uh, Bianca Belair is punching her in the j- jaw. Uh, Beth Phoenix's head goes so far back that she knocks her skull against the ring post. You can even hear it on the broadcast. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, just that was that. Th- Throughout the rest of the night, she's, you know, uh, to, to steal a term, be, bleeding like a stuffed pig. Um, she stuck it out, though. She did. She, in there. she did. And there was – how did you feel about that, Mikey? How did you feel about Beth Phoenix? Uh, you know, some people called out the, the CM Punk incident where CM Punk got the concussion mid-match and then stayed. Of course, we don't know if Beth Phoenix suffered a concussion, but certainly that looks like she could have. She could um, have. It didn't seem like she did because she. It looked like she was fine the rest of the match and like pulled off all the spots she had to pull off for the most and part, was able to be coherent. Yeah. Um. So I think it honestly, I, I they both Belair and a referee checked on her when after I actually hit her head, and I guess I guess if she 
was fine and they thought she was okay to continue and she did continue, I guess it worked out. I also wouldn't be still (laughs) a little risky. I also wouldn't be surprised if Beth Phoenix herself was like, nah, don't take me out. You know, I, I could see Beth Phoenix and obviously Beth Phoenix staying in played a part till the end. Yeah, there was, um, there was definitely a, there was definitely a possibility that Beth Phoenix was like, nah, 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 I got this. Yeah, a lot of people were being like, take Beth Phoenix out, take, please take her out of the match, and it was just like, I think there's a reason why she's still in. There ha- there's story reasons yeah. why she's in, and 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 we did see why. S- sadly, now that I think about it, is that the reason? We'll get to number. We'll get to that later. Um. Poof. Um, next up was after Tony Storm, Kelly, Kelly, uh, sorry, Kelly, Kelly made her entrance into the Royal Rumble, did some spoonaroonies and whatnot. Not spoonaroonies. Can I be honest? Can I be honest? Sure. For the next few Royal Rumbles, can we just like not on Kelly, Kelly? Yeah. Watching Kelly, Kelly, you sort of remind yourself of being like, oh yeah, the, the divas back in the day were really not that great. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like, like. Like, everyone's like, oh, it's Kelly Kelly. She's such a legend. It's like, no. No, 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 no. You stop that. Yeah, you quickly realize, like, remind what yourself. Did, what did she, like, what did she do? Show her tits on ECW sometimes? Like, <laughs> I mean, Yes, <laughs> which she did. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Can we, let's, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of over it on Kelly Kelly. Well, the one point I was just going to make was that, like, even in that generation of, of divas, Kelly Kelly wasn't even the best wrestler. Like, and she's, like, the best remembered. I was like, let's get Eva Marie in there. Let's get Melina. You know, let's get... Yeah, I, can, I can skip on Eva Marie. <laughs> I, I was a fan of Eva Marie. I think you were just upset that she kicked Zack Ryder in the balls. Maybe. <laughs> uh, next up after Wait, Kelly, are you thinking of are you thinking of another person? Eve Marie's the redhead, right? Oh, Eve Marie, not not Eva Marie. Was I'm it saying, Eve, was it Eve, Eve? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. You're talking about the one girl, the the one uh, woman Zack Ryder was dating. Yes, Eve. Uh, Eve yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Eve Marie Torres. Eve Torres. It's Eve, it's Eve Torres. Yeah. Eve Torres. Eve Torres. And Eva Marie was the redhead who was like. Even then, I would have, I would have, I'll talk about it later. I would have loved Eva Marie to be in this match. Uh, Interesting. I'll talk about that later. Uh, moving on, uh, we had Sarah Logan making her entrance, immediately going after Charlotte Flair, but then gets eliminated 28 seconds later. Uh, Natal- that sucks. I was, I was, I, I wanted, I wanted Sarah Logan to have, have a run. 100% agree. Uh, Natalia makes her entrance into the Royal Rumble. Next up, we have Zia Lee. Uh, with the redemption arc from last year's Rumble, where she botched so many moves. Uh, and here she was better, I guess. Yeah. I honestly don't remember her in the rest of this match, so I guess she did better. I don't know. Uh, following Zia Lee, we had... She was forgettable at best. Following Zia Lee was Zelina Vega, making a, a Mortal Kombat reference in her attire yet again. <laughs> following that... As usual. Following that was Shotzi Blackheart, uh, uh, the green-haired person... I got nothing. The uh, Shotzi Blackheart make her entrance to the Royal Rumble, just like Mercedes Martinez. Uh, really nice to see Shotzi making an entrance. Uh, there was a post on Reddit Squared Circle uh, that said that uh, Shotzi Blackheart went from, uh, in less than a month, went from wrestling in an independent show in Evolve in like a, a small arena, a thousand seat arena, maybe probably smaller, to a baseball stadium in at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. 
Uh, so solid. There moment. was so many people in that crowd. I, I kept like, I kept like forgetting about it, and then looking at the crowd again and being like, "Holy shit, that's a lot of people!" Yeah, it's a baseball stadium, bro. Um, Shotzi makes her entrance. Then we have Carmella making her entrance as number twenty-seven, uh, which was nice appearance. Then we had Tegan Knox. Best, of, best improvement of the year award. Carmella's moonwalk. That, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Tegan Knox makes her entrance, eats a, a, a finisher by Beth Phoenix. Again, Beth Phoenix at this point, her head is just a, her head is just a, a, a ball, a, a bowl of spaghetti and red sauce at this point. It's just looking very gross. Um, yeah, that was rough. And yeah, then, that really bad. And then following up at number 29, definitely the most controversial entrant in the entire rumble here. Santina Morella. That's right. Santina Morella I... makes her appearance. Okay, I... Makes her quote unquote controversial. Yeah, of course. Makes her quote unquote appearance in the Royal Rumble. Um, She she uh, enters into it. Um, Both Beth Phoenix and Natalia stare her down. Uh, Santina pulls out her brother's um, cobra, uh, and then hits herself in the neck, and then goes over the top rope. Like you can have the floor. You have the floor because I think we are very opposite on this this appearance. My take on this was that I thought, like, I get why it's controversial and I get why people wouldn't like it. But I thought it was, I thought it was funny. I enjoyed it. I, I kind of, I didn't like go crazy, but like, I was like, huh, that's, that's a funny throwback, huh? Um, and then the fact that I, the fact that Santina eliminated herself and didn't really do much kind of was like. All right, I'm I'm way more fine with this than I would have been if Santina started eliminating people, because then that's when I start getting a little mad. Um, but the fact that it was just a quick comedy spot in and out, I thought it it was just a quick funny thing. Uh, I, I'm sort of different on this one. I thought Santina came out. I was like, oh, you gotta be kidding me, bro. And then I was just like, okay, hold on, Santina, this could be cool. Um. Uh, if Santina Morella goes in the Rumble, you know, she gets, she, again, quotes, surrounded by Phoenix, Flair, Shotzi, Natalia. She gets surrounded by all these people, and then they all just beat down Santina Morella and then eliminate her. Um, and then, you know, that's sort of like, oh, we're throwing out that old guard of throwing out of this is what women used to be treated as. That definitely, that definitely would have been cooler. Yeah, that sure. would have been way cooler. And then Santina just knocks herself out. It's like, it's a fun comedy bit, which is cool. But it's like, not. It could have. It could have been a better moment if you had the women beat down Santina. And to be and I to agree, be fair, I agree with that. To be fair, uh, Santina, or maybe the person playing Santina or whatever, uh, has said in the past that they are against intergender wrestlers. Intergestling, intergender wrestling, I should say. Um, so. Maybe that maybe the person playing Santina didn't want to do the spot uh, of getting beat down. So, you know, maybe that's just, you know, why that happened, why that took place. But Santina, of course, was in this one. I, I, like I said earlier, I would have preferred, honestly, if Eva Marie made her entrance. Uh, okay. If, yeah. e- if, this was e- if this was Eva Marie instead, I would have been like, there would have been a pop. There would have been, a, I think, a, a better pop, maybe, uh, or whatever. And then that way you can have them beat down even Marie and throw her out and then be yeah. like, fine. I, I think, I think honestly to me, that would have been playing better than Santina, but there's also the possibility that Santina Morella, of course, was a last minute addition 
Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, we we conjectured before that maybe that's the reason Natalia was staying in for so long. Not Natalia, sorry. Beth Phoenix was staying in so long so we could Beth have Phoenix. the Beth Phoenix Santina spot. Uh, but of course, uh, uh, Sasha Banks never made one single appearance in this Royal Rumble. Um, later found out that apparently, she, allegedly, she's injured. So I guess potentially. Yeah, it, that was. I think that was a SmackDown storyline. Yeah, uh, uh, apparently uh, she was injured. So Santina, maybe uh, there's rumors saying that maybe Santina was the person that uh, replaced Sasha in that spot. Very disappointing then mm-hmm. in that sense. But number thirty then was Shayna Baszler. Coming in at top number thirty. Great number thirty. Great solid number, number 30. thirty. Honestly, right? I was in, I was like hell yeah. Yeah, really good. We had the queen versus the queen. We did. We ended up having the queen versus the queen. The queen of spades. Shayna Baszler versus Charlotte Flair were the final two. Before we get to the final two, though, I just want to talk about the final three. Mikey being Beth Phoenix, Shayna Baszler, and Charlotte Flair. I tweeted it out. I thought that was the better moment. I, I thought I didn't even think about the Santina spot because I immediately forgot about it. But I thought that was a better reason of why have Beth Phoenix stay in the match because, mm-hmm. and I wish they talked about it on commentary, what you're looking at is the past, present, future. You know, Beth Phoenix representing yep. the past of women's wrestling, the best of the past, I would argue. Uh, Charlotte Flair being the best of the present and Shannon Baszler being the best of the future. Um, I thought that, you know, that would have been a great moment to even touch on commentary. I didn't hear it. Um, and I thought they didn't talk it, but of course, uh, Beth Phoenix gets eliminated. She gets eliminated by Shan Baszler. Baszler gets eight eliminations tying Bianca Belair, which I think also ties the overall women's elimination rumble, Royal Rumble record. Mm-hmm. Um, now we get to the final two. Shayna Baszler is then eliminated by Charlotte Flair, who becomes the winner of the third annual women's Royal Rumble. Mikey, Thoughts on Charlotte Flair picking up the victory? Um, honestly, we definitely could have had a more interesting winner, and Charlotte Flair just feels like the safe pick. But with Becky retaining her title, also, it felt more, it made more sense to me. Like, because we didn't get, we didn't get Becky defending her title until after Charlotte won. Or, yes. So, when Charlotte won at first, I was like, oh, damn, like, Charlotte Flair again. Like, all right, of course she's going to be in the main event of Mania. Of course she is. And then Becky won, and I was like, oh, okay, I, could, I get it. Yeah, it, it, that's a fine match. I'm I'm sort of okay with Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair was my pick to win the Rumble. Even if Asuka won, it would have been, we could, and we could have had Charlotte Asuka again. That would have been cool. Also good feud. Also good feud. Um, Get some other people besides the four horsewomen. Um, I, I thought I, I thought Charlotte Flair, she was my pick to win, which also meant that uh, after my three surprise entrants all being in the Rumble and Charlotte Flair winning, my girlfriend had to end up doing, uh, what was it, 40 push-ups, 40 sit-ups um, immediately. And I was like, oh, damn. Got him. Um, but, yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm okay, largely okay with Charlotte Flair. I, I think, like you said, I think I would have loved for it to be someone else. Uh, allegedly, according to Dave Melt, sorry, Maeve Deltz himself, um, according to him, oh those shoulders, oh those shoulders, Maeve Deltz. Uh, <laughs> apparently, uh, Shayna Baszler originally was the pick to win, uh, but on the day they switched to Charlotte Flair. Uh, and to say mm-hmm. that's that's not just the women's rumble; that is also the men's rumble. But we'll get to that later. Um, so yeah, I mean. I would have preferred maybe Baszler because then you have Baszler, Becky Lynch, 
which would have been awesome. Which would have been awesome, but maybe they didn't do that because they want to do a little bit more of Baszler and NXT. You know, there's there's reasons probably why Charlotte Flair won, right? I I don't know they, what they could they have were. had the Baszler avenging Ronda arc. Exactly, right? They could have done that, and I thought that would have been a cool spot, but they didn't do that. So alas, we'll see. Um, but you know, we'll see what happens. I, I'm I'm okay with it. Uh, I just I would have preferred not to be Charlotte Flair, but with it being Charlotte Flair, I'm like, okay, whatever, it's fine. That's, that's, what I, that's what I that's what I said. Like it's fine. It's the safe like it's the safe pick. Yes. Uh, I ended that's, up that's I ended up giving this rumble. Let me look at my notes here. Uh, Mikey, what did you give this rumble? I give this rumble four. I thought it was really good. I enjoyed a lot of the spots. I enjoyed a lot of the surprise entrances. I thought it was just a good rumble. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I gave this rumble a where is my grapple? I gave it a three point two five. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought it was, you know, I thought it was fine. I, 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 you know, the Santina spot hurt me. Um, and just Charlotte Flair, I was like, okay. And then I liked the first, I I liked it. I'm not saying it's a bad rumble. I I just was like, okay, yeah. Okay. You know, um, let's, let's... it seemed, it seemed, it felt default. It was like, yep. Yeah. It it didn't surprise me. Charlotte Flair wins done. If Baser won, maybe that could have gotten more, more like out of me, but, uh, you know, it just, you know, it didn't happen. Uh, them's the breaks. Um, so moving right down the card, we have Bailey taking on Lacey Evans uh, to retain the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, Mikey, quickly thoughts on this match? It was fine. Yep, that's as quick as you can be. Nine minute match, Mikey. Um, a couple botches um, from Lacey Evans. You know, Bailey has a weird heel, heel character. It's not working right now. Um, I don't know. It's fine. I gave it two and a quarter. Yeah, I gave it two and a half. Uh, yeah. Funny. Even then, I think we may, could be wasn't, being generous. Wasn't exciting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, just, it was nothing. I didn't really feel anything about it. There's not much of a review here. I don't know. I don't know what the what their plans are for the SmackDown Women's Championship. You know. Um. You know. I. I. I feel like maybe we could do a Banks Bailey at the Royal at, at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't. I don't know what's happening here with Bailey. I don't know what's what's going to happen. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Let's keep moving along. It's the Universal Championship. It was also a strap match. The Fiend Bray Wyatt, uh, Red Lightless, uh, defeated Thank Daniel God. Bryan. Uh, Mikey, thoughts on this match? I rejoiced when the the lights went regular. I was like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah, the, uh, wrestlers yeah. have said in the past that the red lights is hard to work in. Uh, now throw in a leather strap, <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah. Let's have the lights cut. Come on, guys. Yeah, um, this match was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, Daniel Bryan took a beating. Yeah. Did you see him after that match? He was destroyed. Yes, his his entire back was just rough looking. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this match was good. I enjoyed it a lot. I gave it uh, three and a half. Just feed one. Yep. Yeah. He's yeah. Still the champion. Cool. Yeah, I gave this match three stars. Um, yeah, I don't know. What, what do you think is next for either of these competitors? Uh, I, I don't know. The, I, I legitimately don't know. My, the current guess, which is also my guess, would be Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. Um, I, I don't know who else you would face on the SmackDown brand that's big enough. Um, yeah, I would say keep the feud going with Daniel Bryan, but like at this point, it's like, 
it, it Daniel Bryan looks foolish, and I and I, that's the part I if don't he like. Keeps going, is yeah. that Daniel Bryan asked for this match and then lost? So he looks silly, in my opinion. Um, you know, unless something happens, unless he's turning heel, he's getting changed by Bray Wyatt yet again. Um, I don't know. I, you know, I just I just don't know. Um, I don't know. I, Daniel Bryan is in the tailspin, and in. I've heard, uh, you know, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about Daniel Bryan. What are your thoughts on Daniel Bryan? You know, we we had the big pop of him returning, staying in WWE. You know, everyone talked about like him. He should leave, go somewhere else, or whatever. Uh, what are your thoughts on his decision to stay? And you know, hindsight, of course, being twenty twenty. What are his thoughts on his stay, him staying, and having this series of dream matches, quote unquote? Uh, you know. Uh, what do you, what are your thoughts on Daniel Bryan post you know post return in WWE? Good for him, man. Just let him do let him do himself whatever he feels like doing. If if he thinks this is all fine, then it's all fine. You know, I I like Daniel Bryan sticking around. I like the fact that he's wrestling again. I like the fact that I can still watch him on SmackDown now and again. I like that he's getting into feuds and being used and isn't just like oh he returned. Here's your pop. All right, now you're nothing. Like you know, like they didn't shove him back down in the card. They let him be in top feuds. They let him have new characters they let him do his thing for a little while you know uh yes the top feud of daniel bryan versus big Cass. i didn't pray wyatt but okay um he had pray wyatt he had biz like it was a lot would you have preferred daniel bryan to stay in wwe like he did or leave and go to i don't know aew new japan whatever the hell i think i think him staying in wwe is correct okay he knows he's taking he knows he's taken care of there you know you don't think he? You don't think he's going to get the Chris Jericho treatment and get treated very, very well outside? I mean, of he WWE? would. I mean, he would. But I think, I think he, I think Daniel Bryan to me seems like a very loyal person. Mm-hmm. He, it's like a loyalty thing at this point. Like they, they gave him this huge push. They made the like, like if it wasn't for WWE, we wouldn't have Daniel Bryan. Wouldn't be the huge star that he is today. We wouldn't have the Yes movement. We wouldn't have. Like that big WrestleMania moment where he finally bests Triple H and and Batista and wins both titles and like we wouldn't have like Daniel Bryan wouldn't be as amazing without the WWE. I feel like yeah, I mean you're what you're describing is literally just the legit global phenomenon that WWE is. We forget that like yeah, once as soon as you walk onto the main roster, become a household name practically. Um, you know WWE is you know two million homes weekly uh i mean four million if you count both raw and smackdown five million if you throw in nxt um you know that they're in five million home five million tvs weekly whatever you know what i mean you know know what i'm saying yeah Yeah, yeah. you come on you come on the show and you get you become a name uh whereas in aew you still get a million people to watch you but you know um new japan in america isn't really heard of right so, you know, maybe he would have picked up the light a little bit into New Japan or whatever, but who knows? Who knows what would have happened if he left? Um, like in like you said, like we wouldn't have all these things if it wasn't if he wasn't in WWE, right? He he is he is the underdog, he is all these things, uh, and WWE made him popular to a certain extent. Um the John Moxley thing. If he would still probably make a killing outside, but is John Moxley as popular now as he is as he was? 
Mm-hmm. I would say yes. I would say. Yeah. Then maybe there's an argument to Brian leaving. I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe. Who knows? Is Chris Jericho the same as he is? Who knows? Um, uh, who knows? Who knows? Uh, let's keep moving along. Mikey, let's get into the final match. We already did the semi-main, so let's talk about the men's Royal Rumble match. Um, and let's start off, Mikey. Um, start off with number one, Brock Lenzer makes his entrance into the Royal Rumble. It was announced beforehand that he would make his entrance. Uh, number two was Elias. He made a song about him being a sacrificial lamb, uh, which was weird that I think he was referencing himself as a sacrificial lamb, um, which yeah, I that thought was interesting. interesting. Uh, Elias uh, pisses off Brock Lesnar enough that Brock Lesnar runs after Elias, throws him into the ring, throws him out of the ring. Brock waits for the next person. Uh, next person is Eric Rowan, who goes in, gets eliminated in eight seconds. Next person, Robert Roode, 41 seconds. John Morrison, nine seconds. Kofi Kingston uh, lasts longer. Uh, Rey Mysterio then comes in to help out Kofi Kingston, the two of them, of course. Kofi Kingston losing his WWE Championship to Brock Lesnar in the SmackDown episode, October episode on Fox, the first ever episode of Fox. So he had some beef. Rey Mysterio previously feuded with Brock Lesnar. Um, so Who ha- hasn't previously? Every time somebody came in, they're like, oh, this person's got history with Brock. It's like, yeah, 90% of people do because all of Brock's feuds last like a month and then are done. It's in either an interesting feud or an interesting matchup that it's like, oh, that's really cool. Um, so uh, the, first ha- the first half of this rumble. Do you want, do you want me to get, I, to, get I, to the rest of the people before we talk about the, that part? Or? Sure, 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 sure. Uh, uh, Rey Mysterio enters, beats him up Brock a little bit. Then Big E enters. We get three on one for a little bit, but of course, uh, after a while, Brock gets the upper hand, eliminates Mysterio in an amazing German suplex to the outside, throwing Mysterio over, uh, then getting Kofi Kingston out. Kofi Kingston not doing a single one of his patented moves, neither John Morrison. Big E gets eliminated as well. Then we had Kofi to... had a trouble in paradise. No, but I'm saying he didn't do his famous saves. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was that sucked. I was upset about that. Uh, Cesaro comes in last 18 seconds. Shelton Benjamin, former training and tag team partner of Brock Lesnar, they traded an o- teamed in OVW. Um, lasted, you know, came in, hugged Brock Lesnar. They did the old old X high five thing that they used to do. Uh, they were w- like waiting for the next person. Uh, then Brock turned his back, sh- on, threw out Shelton Benjamin, and just laughed at Benjamin. Uh, next up surprise, was. Surprise. Uh, a former IWGP heavyweight title match, Brock Lesnar versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, and, Wait, uh, really? Yep, former. I, Brock Lesnar is a former IWGP heavyweight champion. Uh, there wow, is, for real? I didn't yeah, know that. Sort of controversy about that one as well. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura gets eliminated in 20 seconds. That's right, your Intercontinental Championship uh, champion gets eliminated in 20 seconds. Um, we'll, we'll pause here to talk about that stuff. Pa- thoughts up to this point. Uh, before so, we get to the next upcoming season. I I had honestly I had a hard time breathing throughout this whole first half of the match because uh WWE was too busy shoving Brock Lesnar down my throat. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> uh, so and I was <laughs> No, keep going. You're good. Like I thought it was I thought it was a cool um I definitely thought it was a cool like new way to do the rumble rather than just have a giant mosh of people fight in corners and do nothing moves for 20 minutes while, and then get eliminations here and there. Um, 
I thought it was a new twist, and I kind of enjoyed that. But I wish they picked different people. Interesting. That got that. I I think I think they could have done this, and not have had John Morrison get buried by Brock, Eric Rowan get buried by Brock, Shinsuke Nakamura get buried by Brock, Shelton Benjamin get buried by Brock, uh, Rey Mysterio, Big E, Kofi Kingston get buried by Brock, like. There was like it just sucked to have so many big stars, so many people that you're build. It's so impossible to build somebody when all they're ever gonna be is Brock food. I largely disagree with you, Mikey. Uh, honestly, uh, I might have turned the corner on Brock here. Uh, I really liked this first half of the Rumble. Uh, this is the part when I texted you about saying promise, don't look at Twitter. This is the part I texted you and I was like, you might hate it. Because <laughs> I, I remember hearing, watching this and be like, Mikey's going to hate this. Because uh, I know how much you passionately hate Brock I definitely, Lesnar. I definitely thought it was interesting, I'll say that. I thought it was interesting and I was, and I was, it, it didn't make me angry to watch it. Like, I was watching it and I was like, okay, like, yeah, it's Brock. He's going to do his thing. Like, like, once I've accepted that it's like, yeah, it's Brock. Like, ob- like obviously, they're just gonna throw literally everyone at him because I, like I said, for me, I think it's hard to because they were trying they're trying to build Rowan and his thing in the cage. The thing in the cage never came up. Rowan had got a me eliminated immediately, so it's just like, wow, okay, Rowan means nothing to me anymore. John Morrison got eliminated immediately. I was like, wow, cool, way to return, awesome, great, fair, cool. Throw throw him right to Brock, I guess. Kofi Kingston, uh. He didn't get thrown immediately to Brock, but, like, he didn't get much offense in and got thrown out by Brock again. And, God forbid, Kofi gets a little bit of retribution. Uh, I thought he lasted five minutes. I think he had some retribution. Oh, a whole five minutes! Thrilling against Brock. That's more than most people. In the the Royal Rumble. Hooray. Where people last 20 minutes, like, usually. That's Uh, a... That is... Kofi Kingston lasted the same amount of time as Aleister Black did. Like, it's just like... I hate... I just hate... I just wish they fed different people to Brock rather than people they were trying to build. I Okay, so let me talk about it. I largely disagree uh, because... Uh, I'll go point by point, I guess, and why I really like this part. Um, you talk, I mean, you talk about how, like, putting in people that were not being built, like Morrison... Kofi, Mysterio, Big E, Cesaro, Nakamura, um, putting in these people, which I agree with. I, I maybe John Morrison, someone you not put in, you know, especially nine yeah, that seconds. Was, that was rough. Like, um, but at the same time, would you rather have had the first ten participants be Otis, Tucker, No Way Jose, Heath Slater, uh, and just be a bunch of jobbers? No, I would have hated that if it was just a bunch of jobbers. I like the idea of like, oh, John Morrison's coming in. They don't. Ha- they haven't interacted once, and they get eliminated. And I was like, okay, Kofi. King- and it, to me, it was like to me, I was very much excited. I and I'll be honest, this is maybe very much a hot take, especially to you, Mikey. I thought this is very much a Chris Jerichoing that Brock Lesnar was portraying. He's having individual, basically individual one-on-one matches against these people, um, and whether or not they were like really big squashes or whatever. You know, against some people were like Robert Roode, who was obviously not going to eliminate Brock. But, you know, it was a way for me to be like, oh, this is Robert Roode and Brock. This is Morrison and Brock. This is Kingston Mysterio Big E getting some redemption against Brock. Um, Cesaro, that could have been – I think Cesaro should have lasted longer because that was kind of BS. 
Belgium, Benjamin, Cesaro and Brock was like a matchup that was like, that's interesting to watch. Um, and maybe, and I got the idea in my head, Mikey, that, and I'm worried that maybe I, I might've screwed myself over. Uh, but I got the idea in my head that like, I wonder what if, what if, especially with how the rest of the rumble pay, pay, plays out, what if this is like a, like, you know, um, how, what's the phrase I'm going to say? What if Brock doing all these one-on-one matches and setting up the rumble like this, what if this is Brock's, you know, victory lap? What if this is his last couple of, he's his, a, like, what, his, his, his like stretch on the way out? Yes. What if this is Brock about to leave? Brock is never going to have many matches with these guys. Let's have him basically have one-on-one matches with all of these people, put over someone, have the WrestleMania match, and we'll talk about the WrestleMania match more, but do the WrestleMania match, and then what if Brock just leaves? Do we need... Looking looking at the rest of this Rumble, we know how the rest of the Rumble plays out, and we'll talk about it. I have been... Well, do we need will... Brock anymore, honestly, after this? If if he loses the title Ryan, to the winner... Ryan, I, I have had that mindset for the past, what, three years now? <laughs> what, what, with Roman and everybody? Of, of, uh, do we need Brock anymore? I don't think we do. But he keeps coming back. Hey, to be fair, what did Brock do after the Roman match? He won the Money in the Bank title, or no? What did What did Brock do after the Roman when Roman Reigns won it at SummerSlam? I mean, he yeah, he ended up winning Money in the Bank. Yeah, but that was bef- but that was before SummerSlam, right? Uh, I don't remember. I'm gonna look it up real quick. But some, I'm trying to remember because because obviously Roman Reigns that's Roman Reigns defeated Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, which is when. Oh no! Sorry, no. What am I thinking of? Was it last? Was it 2018? Yeah, no. The most recent time he lost the title was Rollins. Was it 2018? Roman Reigns defeated Brock in 2018, and that's when I was like, okay, maybe that's the end of of Brock or whatever, right? No, but like, it didn't. Rollins beat him, and then Brock went on to at Mania, mm-hmm. and then Brock went on to win the Money in the Bank. Yeah, um, well, I was also thinking that like I wonder if which is also bullshit, but hey, that's just me. Yeah, uh, well, I was also wondering is like maybe we well we I we probably got an extension on Brock for the most part, uh, because of Roman's leukemia diagnosis. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that's part of it. And then now, once we have Brock a little bit, we need to build someone else up. So we build up Seth Rollins a little bit. But honestly, I after we'll talk about it more. I my current opinion is, I think this is the most likely scenario where WrestleMania could be the last of Brock at least for a while. You know, he's coaching at Minnesota now. You know, he's let's let's put him out to pasture. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Imagine having Brock Lesnar as your coach. Yeah, he's he's oh like a, he's like a special wrestling coach in Minnesota. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, he's gonna kill people. Um, but yeah, I, I thought I liked it. Um, keep moving along. MVP made a great return, rocking the Wakanda robe colors. Um, that was his his gear was fucking fresh. Yes. It was dope. Uh, MVP only lasting twenty four seconds against Brock. Uh, that's fine. I mean, I. I, I mean, was... yeah, that's fine. I just, I wish, I do, I did want to see a little more of MVP, but like, I get it. Yeah, it's, it's, come on, it's MVP. Uh, next up, it's, we got, it, it, yeah. we got, um, definitely 
all after all of these people, you know, thought Kofi, Rey Mysterio, Biggie could have maybe done it. Cesaro, I was like, oh, maybe more, or you know. Uh, but the next up is the person that definitely was like, oh god, this is some serious competition for Brock. Keith Lee comes out next. That was so cool when Keith Lee's music hit and Brock, and it just it just cut to Brock's face like, oh no. Brock is like, I remember, I remember Brock turned to Paul Heyman, and obviously, I think quiet. I think, I think what he said was, that's a big motherfucker. Yeah, it was something like that, or like, who's this fucker? <laughs> like he's just like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> I, I thought he, I thought he said that's a big motherfucker. Something like whatever it was, and it was just like there. You know, Keith Lee is big. Brock is just as big, just a little bit more shredded. Um, that that was the first one. Was like, oh my god, this is something. This is potential. Then Braun Strowman comes out. I'm like, yeah, giving some big guys Beef, now. Beefy boy, beef up the up ring, here. baby. Beefy boy, city. How is the ring gonna hold all this beef? Oh, who's next, Big Show? <laughs> um, Braun Strowman gets in. Uh, and I thought that was great. Uh, it collapsed when Keith Lee and Braun Strowman decided to attack each other, and the Bron- Brock got the better of that. I thought that was kind of a cheap, Bro. cheap way of doing that. Uh, I didn't like that way to eliminate a little bit Keith earlier Lee and Braun. When, a little bit earlier, when Keith Lee and Braun clotheslined each other, that must have been like two trucks, just like bam. Oh, it was it was awesome. I loved it. I, and I thought two, that, that was like that was like two trucks colliding. It was great. Similar to Keith Lee in Survivor Series, this was a little bit more of a star building around Keith Lee. Um, mm. and, and you got to think about it. Brock currently is the biggest name on the quote unquote active roster, right? Yeah, um, he's the biggest name, and that's why I mentioned Chris Jerichoing it. He's Brock is the Brock is the final boss. Yes, he's the final boss. That's why I mentioned Chris Jerichoing it. Is that he's doing this? You know, Chris Jericho doesn't need to get a roll up on. Chris Jericho doesn't need to get beat. Needs just Chris Jericho doesn't need to be beat up by Marco Stunt. Yet he is. You know, and yeah. that's how he felt watching this. Is like he doesn't need to get attacked by Keith Lee. He doesn't need to get beat up by Mysterio. You know, Cesaro may be a little bit better. And, and, you know, maybe it hurt some people like Cesaro, John Morrison types. But, like, for the most part, it's like, you know, I was fairly good on this. Uh, next up, we had Ricochet, who made his entrance. Uh, he lasted long enough uh, for Drew McIntyre uh, to make his entrance. McIntyre enters the ring, and, and I don't have it in front of me, but he mouthed, uh, not mouthed, but said to Brock that I've been waiting for this for a long time. Basically, show me what you got, Brock. I want this. This is what I've wanted for years. That was this is what Drew I've McIntyre been waiting got, for. When Drew McIntyre got in the ring and Brock started taking off his gloves, I was like, <sighs> "Yeah, is that, this is, I was like, "This I is was, money." I was, like, I was so, I was so amped. I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be good." As, any wrestling promoter, any fan knows you're watching money being made. With <laughs> we Brock know and that Ron. because we booked this moment before. We have, we have done that. In our own, uh, Mikey and I do Hit the Books, or Fantasy Booking Podcast, which is uh, on this feed, so you must have heard of us. Uh, but we, we booked our own version of the Royal Rumble. Number one was McIntyre. Number two was Brock. Uh, we started we, out the money strong. We, we, un, we saw the money on the table. We we're like, we'll do it. Uh, and then WB finally got their hands to do it. Of course, Ricochet kicks Brock in the, the nards. Uh, and then, I wish. As, and then, sorry, let me, let me finish it up. Uh, Ricochet kicks him in the gimmicks. Uh, McIntyre claymores Brock out of dodge. McIntyre eliminates Brock Lenzer. 
and then yeah, Mikey, go for it. I wish people could just beat Brock without kicking him in the nuts. Uh I think it's getting ridiculous. <laughs> like we get it. You kick a guy in the nuts, he's gonna go down. But like, can someone beat Brock clean? Somebody out there, please, without kicking him in the nuts. It always takes away from for me when he when people just go when the when people just kick Brock in the nuts, it always take it immediately takes away from them beating Brock for me. Yeah, the idea is that like, oh, you're you know, you you Brock has been kicked in the nuts, so he's like he's protected a little bit, you know. I just think it's it's just getting ridiculous. It just it doesn't it protects Brock, but it makes everybody else who beats him look soft. And it's like, oh, cool. So you took the cheap way out. Like, to all to right. be fair though, Mikey, Ricochet kicking Brock in the nuts, I thought was a great moment because Ricochet wasn't gonna beat Brock one on one. No, but that was cool. No, I, I'll agree. Like this one, this one gets a pass because it was cool because it was it like set Drew McIntyre up for this, that sick Claymore and Brock just went flying. Brock mm-hmm. was like, "I'm selling this." like death and you cannot stop me brock like took that was like whoa <laughs> <laughs> i wish we could i wish we could show that video to people of you what you just did <laughs> he like blasted off when he got hit it was crazy yeah i i thought this was this was you know we said the same thing about keefley this was mcintyre's this was this was a star has been is being made right in front of us and i was like this is what we've been waiting on people this is what you and i have seen in mcintyre for the past Year and a half we've been doing hit the books. McIntyre is our was our WWE champion. We like we saw him what he is capable of. You know McIntyre is a star. We know he is. We know for a fact. We have the numbers sort of to back it up to a certain extent too. Uh, we we're like yeah. he's a star. Give him the push, and I'm glad that they're doing it. Uh, McIntyre eliminates Brock, uh, which is great. Uh, Miz comes out next. Uh, he lasts 30 seconds, gets eliminated by McIntyre. McIntyre, while Miz is getting eliminated, is just staring down Brock Lenzer. We see the match happening. Um, and to, to expand on it a little bit more, Mikey, I think this also perfectly set up the next pay-per-view being maybe a challenger or whatever. Or Either way, WrestleMania is probably going to be McIntyre, Brock Lenzer, of course. Spo- spoiler, obviously. Oh, I cannot wait for that match. Uh, but also, I think <laughs> one of those preliminary matches, uh, pre- preliminary pay-per-views, could be a Ricochet versus Brock. Um, Absolutely. Which, you know, that's one of those matches where it's like, well, Brock's going to win, but that's a cool-ass match right there. There was... This is the second time in a while I've been excited for a Brock Lesnar match. Yeah. What was, what was the first thing? When he was versing Finn Balor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That match got me excited because I was like, this is new. This is great. This is going to be cool. And I know Brock, I know, and I know because it's new and cool, Brock is going to do good. Ooh, because the... you know, you you know how Brock is. Brock mm-hmm. Brock is like, if he doesn't like the match, he's going to be shitty and he's not not do great. And we've already just seen that it as quick as he can. We've already seen that Brock likes this match, <laughs> likes exactly. McIntyre. Like, and when, when we and we know when Brock likes something, he's great, and we know he could be great if he just likes what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So if this if this McIntyre Brock match happens at Mania, it's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it's going to be sick. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm legit excited for what can happen. Um, I'm ready for it. Uh, after Miz was AJ Styles, uh, he lasted way longer. Next up was Dolph Ziggler, then Carl Anderson to make his appearance to help out AJ Styles. Of course, we got the OC guys coming in. 
And finally, uh, not finally, but next up, number 21, Mikey. Uh, Mikey knocked over his microphone even because he's so excited. Uh, number 21, uh, Mikey's uh, favorite wrestler of all time. Uh, probably, I, to speak for Mikey, Mount Rushmore for Mikey is uh, Kevin Owens, CM Punk, and this third guy at the very least. Next up came Edge making his return in the Royal Rumble, Mikey. He's back. Mikey, I know how excited you are about this moment. Speak on it. I I watched his entrance this morning, I think probably 20 times. Because just like there was a link that just like had it on repeat and I was just I just like watched it and I could and then like it stopped, went back to the beginning and I was like, "Yep." And I just kept watching it over and over and over and over again. Just every single time that countdown hit and every single time I heard you, I heard you think you know me. I teared up. Like I, I, I got that feeling. Like I was fucking like twelve years old again, watching WWE, being like, "Let's go, Edge!" Fucking beat under, like just like ah. <laughs> it was. It's it great. Got me so good watching Edge come out of the entrance and how hyped he was. I was and like, then, I, like I was watching him literally crying. Yeah, and then I was about to say Edge coming out of the fog. You can see it in his eyes how emotional of a moment this is for him. Um, let alone yeah. the fans. Uh, no, yeah, and just hearing that you think you think you know me pop. Oh my god, that was the loudest pop I think I've ever heard. It's it's huge, right? It's huge moment. Edge's return. And, Mikey, there's a lot of stories and rumors going around. Uh, currently, everyone's favorite, of course, right now is that it, not only is Edge back for the Rumble, uh, allegedly, uh, at the time of this recording, um, he's allegedly signed a three-year deal um, to be to Ooh. work in WWE. I don't, obviously, we don't know how big that is. Edge is 46 years old, um, so we don't know, you know how often you know he's going to wrestle matches. Um uh, yeah, this was a moment. This was a moment. He got um, the fireworks too. Oh, yeah, mid mid oh. rumble fireworks. That's when you know it's real. Oh, it was so good. They they he got to do his whole entrance. My my heart was a flutter. Like I like I saw him. I was like, they're not. I was like, they're not gonna do the fireworks. Like, he's not gonna do the whole thing, right? He's just gonna run to the ring and just slide in and start fighting, right? And hit somebody with a spear like immediately, but then he crouched down, and I was like, "Oh no way, it's gonna happen!" Yeah, and they did it, and I popped. I was so, I was like, "Yes, let's go!" Well, you referenced it, Mikey. Let's talk about the production error that occurred, which was Edge's first spear in nine years. Of course, we all remember the SummerSlam one where he speared Elias, but he wasn't an active wrestler then, so shut up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he, he, he speared he speared Elias. We got it. <laughs> Edge first spear in nine years. Production cuts to the crowd, and we miss it. Uh, and, and all the clips incredible. online, it's an incredible sell by Dolph Ziggler are as you, well. Uh, are you surprised? Because I'm sure not. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's like dumb. WWE and ruining WWE and ruining big Royal Rumble moments. Name a more iconic duo. Yeah, that was that was very disappointing. It was like deflating. It was like, why are we cutting away? Why are we cutting away? We 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 understand that the crowd is loud. We can hear it. I don't need to see the crowd. I can see even the guys in the front row. I don't. I can hear how excited they are. Let me you see know, the you man know who I wrestle. See? Edge, yeah. yeah, that's the person I want to see. It did a disservice to your audience. It, it brings me back to AJ Styles arriving in the Rumble at number three in 2016, where we're just staying on Roman Reigns. We're missing Styles make the turn. We're missing the words "phenomenal" on the on the jumbotron. 
you know, that's what it reminded me of. It's like, we're missing the moment and later, and maybe they did it on purpose because they know how much that video got views on YouTube of the alternate camera angle for AJ Styles. Maybe I'll do it with Edge so we can see Edge's first thing. You know, uh, I, Carney's being Carney's. Uh, you know, that that was upsetting. But again, let's there not... There's a video on Reddit of somebody from the crowd filming it and having Edge's first spear. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm talking about just, like, the actual, like, WWE HD footage. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, we... Not to hard on that point so much, but, yeah, Edge is making his return. Edge is here to stay, potentially. Um, going back again to my Brock Lesnar theory, if... I like the idea of WrestleMania being putting over Drew McIntyre, Brock. That's being his last match because we potentially have Edge for three years. Do we need Brock? Do we? Do we really now with Brock out of the picture? Edge is your biggest star right now, right? He is the biggest star. You know, uh, I would t- rather take Edge than CM Punk. Uh, this the the music alone. I mean, we got to talk about the music, Mikey. It. The mu- Alter Bridge, Alter Bridge, put out a banger. Yeah, that song is fire, and I have been jamming to that song. Me and my friend used to jam, like we would jam, we would jam to that song and talk about it. Con- like me and my one wrestling friend I had in high school, who I clinged onto like a, like more than anything, because mm-hmm. he was like, "You're, it's like you, you are, you, you get me finally, yeah. somebody." Yeah. No, yeah, th- um, I want to talk about the lyrics real quickly. And Mikey, this might be a little cheesy, but whatever. I, it gets me goosebumps every time. Uh, uh, what is this? Um, this is the, some of the. This is the chorus, obviously, for Edge's theme song. On this day, I see clearly everything has come to life—a bitter place and a broken dream—and we'll leave it all behind. Uh, this man uh, was forced. This man. Uh, I, I was t- telling my girlfriend about how important this moment was for you, me, for everyone in the world. Uh, this man uh, voted most likely to win WrestleMania or win at WrestleMania, get the WWE Championship, whatever it was, in his high school yearbook. Um, people mm-hmm. knew how much he loved WWE, knew much how, how much he wanted to be in this business, gets in this business, gets his shot in the door, um, goes on to have an amazing career, wins the World Heavyweight Championship, wins the main event of WrestleMania, lives those moments, and then later... You know, as going out on top, remember, Mikey, when he retired, when he had that triple bypass, whatever, whatever, this neck surgery thing, he was world heavyweight champion. He went out at the, it, it was literally his last match was WrestleMania where he wins the world heavyweight championship. And then, yeah. Ed, and then he's out, he reaches his dream and then it's cut off. Uh, where he uh, no longer does it. So yeah, broken dream indeed. We'll leave it all behind on this day. It's real to me. Everything has come to life. And this is the part that hurts me the most uh, that I love so much. Another chance to chase a dream. Another chance to feel alive. Uh, that was amazing. That part of the song alone, just his entrance music feels right. And it sums up completely his journey from reaching his dream, having it taken away from him, for nine years and coming back to live it again. Uh, that is, it was what a moment. Uh, next up, 22, King Corbin makes uh, <laughs> his entrance in the Rumble. And, I, and at this point, Mikey, to be fair. Honestly? Honestly? I'm fine. Well, perfect. I'm the perfect, perfect. Time, perfect time to throw in King Corbin because I'm so hyped on Edge, I don't care. Uh, then Matt Riddle comes in, King, and he lasts 41 seconds because King Corbin throws him out. Fucking... 
fucking cowards. What do you mean coward? Oh, to have Matt Riddle and Brock Lesnar? They didn't bring in. They didn't bring in Matt Riddle until Brock Lesnar was eliminated. Fucking cowards! It was. There was a report. Anyway. There was a report by Pro Wrestling Sheet that stated that Brock and Matt Riddle got a little bit in a backstage altercation. Um, the art. I read the article. And it seems very sketchy. Like it doesn't go into any detail. Do besides, they actually like, not? Do they actually not like each other? Like for real? Uh, Matt Riddle said before that he's like, I don't think Brock even knows who I am. Uh, of course, uh, at SummerSlam of last year, Goldberg and Matt Riddle got in a backstage altercation, which by backstage altercation, you can watch it on, I think, the SummerSlam 24 documentary thing. You can actually see them talk to each other. Uh, there's video of it online, and you can video of the altercation. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think it's just maybe leading to something. You know, we talk about, like, oh, my God, I just had the idea. Uh I talked about Brock, maybe him having his retirement party. What if they're just using this as a way to build up a match between Brock and Matt Riddle? Matt Riddle retires Brock Lenzer, baby. I don't know. Are, yeah. Anyways, I, I'm into that, though. Matt Riddle's out. King Corbin gets a little heat of eliminating Matt Riddle. Luke Gallows comes out, help out Styles and Anderson. Oh, it should be said at this point. I think at this point in the match. Yes, it is at this point in this match because... Um, oh yeah, let's let's talk about this. So during Edge's entrance, Edge is doing a bunch of spears. Uh, Edge spears AJ Styles. AJ Styles lands on his shoulder. Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, separates his shoulder. Uh, gets an injury. Uh, King Corbin comes in, recognizes that uh, Amelia runs over and starts fake punching. You know, obviously checking out AJ Styles, checking to see what's happening. Are with you him. okay? AJ, how are you doing? That's what I love about WWE is that they're probably just yelling like they're just be like, "Are you doing all right? Are you doing okay?" While they're just like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, it's so funny. It's so funny about wrestling." Um, but in many people, AJ Styles gets eliminated around this time. King Corbin comes in, sees Styles, sees that he's injured, goes over to Edge, knowing that Edge is supposed to be eliminating AJ Styles. He's like, "Go eliminate AJ." Edge then eliminates AJ right now. Um, Obviously early, but uh, definitely you know a solid you know definitely was a solid recovery. You know as much as as much as you hate King Corbin, he's a safe worker, right? No, he's absolutely yeah, he's absolutely safe a safe worker. Kurt Angle is could barely wrestle at that point, and he wrestles Baron Corbin. You know, it's got to give that man some props. Um, yeah, Luke Gallows comes in, Randy Orton comes in, and we get the reunion of Rated RKO Edge and uh-huh. Randy Orton. Randy the, Orton the initial at, interaction. Randy Orton is amazed at Edge's abs. The initial interaction was so fucking good. Orton just comes in the ring, and then you just look at each other, and Orton goes, damn, looking shredded. He's like, look at this, checking out his abs. Like, yeah. so funny. He's like, yeah, you know what it is. And, uh, Edge, and Edge just realizing and slowly getting like a big, sm- goofy smile on his face, being like, we're back. Mm-hmm. They decide to team together for a little bit. Roman Reigns makes his entrance at number 26. Uh, Banner. Uh, next up is 27, Kevin Owens. He makes his entrance, does a couple stunners, pop-ups, power bombs, cannonballs in the corner, the best moment. I got, to watch Kevin o- I got to watch Kevin Owens and Edge in the same ring in 2020, and my heart was full. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was thrilled. I was like, Edge is still in this match, and Kevin Owens is coming in? Are you kidding me? Got to talk about the match. Uh, got to talk about the moment where Kevin Owens cannonballs Edge in the corner, and right before he does it, he's just like, eh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, you're my idol. You're from Canada as well. I'm sorry, buddy. You're great. I gotta do it. Uh, you know, he does it. Uh, Alistair Black later comes in next. 
Uh, then we get Samoa Joe at number 29. Then number 30 is Seth Rollins, but he's in tow with Akam, Razar, and Buddy Murphy. Um, you know, they're able to run rough shop a little bit, eliminating Owens, eliminating Black, eliminating Joe. Um, then Buddy Murphy and all those guys get distracted and they're leaving. Rollins is in the ring by himself, surrounded by, surrounded by Orton, Roman, uh, uh, Edge, and who was the fourth person? Um, that's a good question. Sty- was Styles? No. no. Who's the fourth person? Was it Owens? No. No, Owens got fought to the back. He got yeah. eliminated. Who was the fourth? It was it was Edge. Oh my god, I don't even know. Oh my god, I I legit. It was Ed. It was Edge. Orton. Orton. Oh McIntyre. McIntyre. Uh, the one who won the fucking. <laughs> uh, McIntyre, Randy Orton, uh, uh, Roman, and Edge. They're all surrounding Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins tries to make the plea. Does the whole hand shield hand signal to Roman. Cause that was honestly that was good. That was good. And then Roman's being the one that's like, "Yeah, I'll go for it, nah, sucker!" And then punching him right in the face. Gotcha. Uh, Seth Rollins eats a bunch of finishers, then gets eliminated. And then I just love—I want to highlight the one production thing I really liked, which is cutting back to Roman and Roman just mean mugging, being like that son of a, like he's just like, what a loot, like I, what the, what, yeah. what the hell? I just love that moment from Roman. Uh, it's not, not the same set that was. This is not the same set that was my brother. Yeah. Uh, then more. What have you then uh, Randy Orton tries to eliminate Edge, but Edge eliminates Randy Orton instead. Love that moment. Then we get the final three: Edge, Roman, and McIntyre. Quick highlight here: the final three in both men's and women's matches. Um, the final third, third to last participant in the in the to be eliminated in the Royal Rumble were uh, married. Uh, Edge was the Aww. third to last in the men's, and Beth Phoenix in the third to last in the women's. So, uh, shout out to marriage people. I. I, you know what I really want to see, like, desperately? I wish there was a video of Beth Phoenix's reaction of Edge going out there again. Ed, uh, I'm Uh, sure, yeah, I'm sure she was busy getting sewn up in the back, but I'm sure she found time to be like... Oh, yeah, probably. She was getting stitches or something, for sure. I think, hopefully at that time, she found her way to the monitor. Yeah, this is... This is probably the WWE 24 documentary that I cannot wait to watch whenever that gets dropped, you know? Uh, I, I can't wait. Um, with the Brock Matt Riddle interaction with Edge in tow and all this stuff, I'm sure we're gonna get our own documentary just about Edge. Um, I um, Edge gets eliminated. M- Mikey, what are some dream matches for you with Edge? Right now, off the bat, dream match for me: Edge versus Daniel Bryan. Obvious uh, connection between the two with their both their injuries and re- redemptions. Uh, any dream matches for you? I just want to see Edge in action again, man. I have I'm just so excited that he's back. That like I have it like like my dream has come true already. Like there is no dream match like any match Edge is in is a dream match for me these days. If I could pick one for you, it's probably Kevin Owens. Probably, yeah. Uh, but like on like it, it it's true. Like literally any match Edge wrestles in from here on out is going to be a dream match cuz it's just uh, it's just a dream come true that he's even back in the first place. That's true. That's completely true. Uh, yeah, the final two, Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns gets eliminated, uh, and then McIntyre wins it. Uh, the man who came in was told he is the, what, what was, what was the term that was Vince, Vince applied to Drew McIntyre? He was, Vince's. he was like, 
the chosen i think it was like the, the chosen, chosen one, one or something it like was that the chosen yeah. one by vince mcmahon himself i remember yeah. i remember watching smackdown and vince mcmahon coming out and being like this is the chosen one this is my and it was guy true. and drew mcintyre he stays in the company for however many years he leaves to reinvent himself comes back ginormous uh goes to nxt wins the championship goes up to the main roster wins the tag titles he put know, in so much fucking work kind of kind of shuffled around for however long never receiving a WWE Universal title shot in all of his years of WWE. Finally, he gets the Royal Rumble victory and goes on, and he can face whoever he wants. We have a feeling it's probably going to be Drew McIntyre, Brock Lenzer, WrestleMania either, for honestly, the WWE Championship. Either way, I'm into it. We got – because it, it's either going to be Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar or Drew McIntyre versus The Fiend. And either way, that's fucking dope. Yeah, but we all know where the money is. <laughs> oh. We me, all know where me, that money is. I mean, yeah, obviously, give me Drew Brock any day of the week. But mm-hmm. I'm saying either way it goes, it's going to be a cool match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I – yeah, I, I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm, I'm salivating over Drew Brock, though. Yeah. Uh, Mikey, I'll talk about it. I gave this – and I rarely do it, and you know how much I rarely do this. I gave this Royal Rumble, this men's Royal Rumble, a five meatball. Uh, Honestly, I think I'm going to have to agree with you there. It was interesting. It was de- it started out it like had a completely different way to start the match, even if I didn't like some of the choices yeah, they made. Yeah, that's true. Even if you didn't like it, it was at least very much refreshing. Exactly, um, exactly. That's, how I, that's exactly how I felt. I was I, – wasn't bored i was like okay this is nice and new i'm into this like i was that like sure sure some of the choices made me angry but like i was i was still into it i was like okay all right i like this it all made sense like even like it was like also matches that were like you know the people that made me upset like morrison and cesaro and them getting eliminated it was still like oh i want to see them interact because that's just you know interesting to see um you know even if it was for nine 18 seconds or whatever uh, but yeah, I, I thought mm. top down, I thought the first half, second half, this rumble was just extraordinary. I I loved watching it. I was nonstop eyes glued to the television all, all like, hour of it. Like, uh, if you think about it, we got like, we got MVP. We got like MVP came back. That was sick. Edge came back. Obviously sick. Drew McIntyre eliminating Brock Lesnar. Super sick. Like there was so many just like moments where it was just like this fucking rules. I also vaguely remember reading a rumor going around that MVP has a couple of dates with WWE continuing. Like MVP might be like a returning back. Uh, I cannot confirm that obviously right now, but uh, um, yeah, let me see backstage news on MVP's WV status. Yeah. Let me look that up real quick, Mikey. But yeah, you, like you said, thoughts, any other additional thoughts on the Royal Rumble? Yeah, um, I I love it. I loved it. I was super into this whole, the whole pay per view. I thought was really good, really strong. Um, like I said, top three moments. It was like Edge number one, duh. Yeah, Drew McIntyre. I'm just gonna put eliminating Brock and winning the Royal Rumble in one thing because it's just Drew McIntyre going over finally. Yeah, that was you made a star. They, yeah, they exactly. saw a star being made. Drew Drew McIntyre finally got the rub. Finally, 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 finally got a big push. And number three was Otis saving Mandy. That was just so funny. <laughs> uh, according to Wrestling Observer, uh, MVP is sticking around to make a few appearances for WWE. Uh, very you know very much short short period of time. Nothing long term. 
you know, maybe we're going to get some sort of super group between MVP, John Morrison, Sheamus to have a real, you know, <laughs> you know, 2000 or late 2000s faction. Love uh, it. Uh, Can't know. wait. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Um, it's exciting, man. I, this was, this was a, I thought for the most part, I was fairly bored um, for the, you know, there were some fine matches, fine to good matches in the first half. Oscar Becky Lynch was pretty good, uh, pretty good, pretty great. Um, but ended with a killer match. Uh, th- this, um, it was great. Uh, such a highlight from a, a sad, emotional day. Uh, it made me forget everything about yesterday. It was just like, yep, this this was awesome. You know, Edge returned was just yeah. that pop alone that just made me feel good. And I think it made wrestling fans around the globe um uh, wrestling basketball fans around the globe feel good right it, it that was a moment that i was like not sorry not sorry i'm not i don't want mean to do it on a down or anything but i just returned maybe forget about the day and it was just i it got me hyped it got me pumped i i i felt great i felt great watching it and i would yeah it like that is i my question is whether or not it's better than the was it the Shinsuke Nakamura victory rumble, I think it was like 2017 rumble. Mm. That one was really strong. You know, that one ended with, of course, the three on three Orton, Cena, Mysterio versus Balor, Nakamura and Reigns. So Uh, cool. That's a moment. But even then, you know, that that match doesn't have the long-term star making qualities that this one feels like it has. Um, you know, as we saw with that match, how how those careers ended. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, this this feels this this gives hope for the future almost, and this feels yeah. like a course correction. This feels like something. It just that's what we talked about at the beginning of the show. The Royal Rumble, as many times WWE fucks up, the Royal Rumble is the thing that makes me excited and makes me excited about the future. And I think this really did a good job of starting the road to like, WrestleMania out strong. Just, just. Royal Rumble to WrestleMania is my favorite time to watch WWE. It's when WWE's writers like get their shit together and they're like, "Yep, okay, we're gonna yeah. put all their, put all our eggs Cause, in cause, the basket because they know they need to make a good WrestleMania match, so they actually get their shit together for once, and it's just great. Yeah. And the storylines are good for for a change. Yeah. But that's um, it. the Royal Rumble, Mikey. This this Royal Rumble and just Edge returning made me like for a while. I've been like growing like i started doing indy 500 because of uh a realization i had that i was growing a little bit apathetic towards wrestling and i was like yeah like i like i like wrestling but like like it's fine like i'm like i i was kind of losing my passion for it i guess Mm -hmm. but last night yeah for me this morning for me just seeing edge again and it hitting me that hard just kind of brought it all back. It made you, know? you, it made you, it reminded you what you loved about yeah, wrestling. Exactly. You know, what, and, and you supplement that with seeing the what is outside of the WWE bubble. Uh, the common term for it is WWE brain rot. Is that we forget watching the house style of WWE so much and so often, so long that like, you know, that there is better wrestling out there you know we have all elite wrestling that we get to see other things but even then you know that's a weekly tv show go even further go to ott in ireland go to new japan uh go to stardom um you know they they have there's so much other great wrestling that's out there in the world that like 
if you start getting tired of WB, that's something I would recommend is just watch other shit. If you if you like wrestling and feel like you're falling out of love with wrestling, maybe you're not falling out of love with wrestling, but rather falling out of love with WWE and go watch something else. Reignite that feeling of wrestling and then hopefully WWE will do something where it pops your heart enough to relive all of your childhood memories. Well, on that note, Mikey, that that's that oh, that emotional moment, Mikey. Uh, if you go out there, everybody, definitely go watch the Royal Rumble. Uh, at the very least, this is a must-watch. Uh, uh, watch the Men's Royal Rumble. Must-watch. Uh, gotta do it, um, Mikey. If we're you, Ryan. If we're using baseball terms, it was a home run. It was a, it was a foul ball. <laughs> uh, uh, that's my favorite bit. It's just fake it. Oh my god, I love it. Uh, yeah, it was a home run. It was a home run, baby. Uh, yeah, thank you everybody for listening to this episode of reviewing Royal Rumble and Worlds Collide. Um, yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, definitely go watch the Men's Royal Rumble as soon as you get it. Um, if you want more uh, information from us, you can follow us at Hit the Books Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can also subscribe to this podcast feed that you're listening to, whether it be on YouTube or whatever. You can go search up Hit the Books on iTunes and go subscribe today. That way you can listen to more reviews eventually. You know, eventually when we get that WrestleMania, WrestleMania around the corner, we'll do another review. Uh, you know, of course, we have our flagship show, uh, Hit the Books, where Mikey and I, we already sort of talked about it. Mikey and I sit down every week and we book our own version, fantasy book our own version of SmackDown every single week all the promos matches match results all happen every single week every single friday you can catch that on your podcast feed of your choice and also every saturday mikey you talk about mikey's indy 500 let's talk let's give that plug what's it about so mikey's indy 500 is like like i kind of said a little bit earlier me trying to branch out from wwe a little bit uh because i realized that i kind of fall i fell into this bubble and i wanted to experience wrestling for more than just what wwe is so I've decided that in the year 2020, I will be watching 500 independent wrestling matches and doing a review of them uh, about 10 a week. Uh, and I post that every Saturday, so tune in. Uh, and if you have any match suggestions for me, please tweet at us, at me, or at whoever, at Hit the Books Pod on Twitter, using the hashtag HTB500 with your match suggestion of a match of an independent wrestling match that I should watch and review. And if you have any math suggestions, you can also tweet that hashtag HTB math, uh, M A T H. Of course, you know, whether it be multiplication, addition, subtraction, division, uh, you know, we'll do it all here, folks. Uh, you always tweet at us again at hit the books pod and leave a review. Why don't you, uh, we would greatly appreciate it. If you go to iTunes, leave a review, uh, you know, it would help us out immensely. Uh, it just you know takes no no time of day at all, like three minutes maybe. Uh, leaving a review, we would definitely appreciate it. Um, show, tell us how much you love. Tell us how much you love. Uh, tell the world how much you love the show. It just you know makes us feel good, I guess. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you everybody for listening to this review. Um, yeah, no, not much more to say, Mikey. Right? I feel like you know we pretty much summed it up pretty well here i think we said everything we i think we said everything we uh had to say well then yeah uh until this friday i guess until you know until the next episode we come around uh for mikey i've been ryan have a nice day everybody hold one arm drag
Just tell me.